What's up, peeps? We're back. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benson. Thank you so much for joining us for our podcast edition of the AEW Insider. Uh, We got your great wrestling news and gossip, as always, but this also has the full card as of right now and my predictions and thoughts about tomorrow's Money in the Bank. Remember, the show is some love on all major podcasting platforms and also on Facebook and YouTube under the AEW Insider and on Twitter under the AEW Insider 1 as a number one. And if you want to be entered to win a Series 1 AEW Chris Jericho action figure, stick around to the end of the show to find out how. AEW. In an interview with TalkSport, Lance Archer spoke about his negotiations with AEW and why he decided to sign with them instead of staying with New Japan Pro Wrestling. He said, Yeah, there was definitely stuff on the table. Obviously, my relationship with New Japan. I've been there for eight and a half years. There was an offer from them as well, and nothing was quick. It was definitely a longer thinking process, a bigger decision process. I have a lot of faith, and I did a lot of praying about this situation, and it was one of those things. In the end, it came down to me. The AEW people were much more attentive to having me part of AEW. The numbers were adding up and definitely in the right direction. As I said, the prayers I was doing were leading me towards AEW. Just everything was leading me there. The opportunity to be a part of something that is growing and actually help AEW become even greater than it already is, that challenge was just too enticing. Nothing was quick about the process. It took a lot of time and I made some tough decisions. But in the end, the right decision, in my opinion, is the one I made. That's what led me to AEW and now we're here and I'm ready to kick some ass. So as you can see, even though he is a vicious big, big man, he's also very religious and God-fearing. Arn Anderson claims that moving main roster stars to NXT is kind of taking the NXT out of NXT. He said, do you think that some of the guys from the main roster have been bumped back down so that you have more star power on the show? That's the front office's mindset. They're like, okay, we'll take some of these proven talents and bump them back down to make it a more competitive brand with those people. But when they come back down, they bring that Raw or SmackDown mentality with them. They bring their style with them. So it's not an NXT and NXT style matches that you're seeing. Now it's the guys and girls from Raw or SmackDown that are bringing their style of work back with them. So the show's dynamic changes. They're seeing a lot of stuff that they're do that you could see on Monday or on Friday. Now it's on NXT. So it's not a pure NXT show. And I have to agree with them. All right, on the WWE. Here is the full card, like I said, as a, at the time of this recording, and my predictions and thoughts. So they have two matches right now for the kickoff show. We do have R Truth versus MVP. In reality, who gives a shit? I didn't really see any storyline built for this, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if it's, you know, going to be, uh, excuse me, helping R-Truth with his quest for the 24-7 championship belt again. Like, who fucking knows? MVP was hired as a backstage producer. Even though he has been wrestling, it's good to see him. But neither of them need this win. I don't fucking know. I don't even know why they're having this. But I'm going to go with MVP. 
Also on the kickoff show, which is very surprising, you can see WWE, even though they're giving him a proper push, and Triple H and Vince McMahon love him, they're making him make it work his way up and see if he can last. And that's Jeff Hardy. You're going to have Jeff Hardy on the kickoff show against Cesaro. I'm picking Hardy. This is the start to his climb to be champion on what should be his final WWE run. And it's all up to him. Like I said, Vince loves him, but Triple H fucking loves him. Knows he's a champion, knows he needs to be champion again. The only one holding him back and has been holding him back is Hardy himself. So let's see what he could do at one of his, maybe his last chance, if not one of them. The main show. We do have the Raw Team Tag, excuse me, the Raw Tag Team Championship belt up for grabs. We have the Street Profits versus the Viking Raiders. I'm going with the Street Profits. Now, if you ask me, it's about time for the Street Profits to pass those belts, even though I do love them. And if Montez Ford cannot start controlling his flips and his jumps, he's going to be on the injured list. I like the Vikings before they were on WWE, but they suck in WWE, and I really don't want to watch them have the belt and watch them defending it for months and months again on end. I'm like done with that. We also have the Intercontinental Championship match. It's Sami Zayn versus Drew Gulak. I'm going with Drew Gulak. I've been a huge fan of Drew Gulak since 205 Live. He's a fucking amazing competitor. He needs his proper push. And Zayn is on the outs big time and has major backstage heat, which we'll get to later in the show again. All right, peace. We're going to take a break real quick. You got to stick around. I got the rest of the card and my predictions for Money in the Bank. Details of an officer who was actually there the night with Jimmy Snuka beating his girlfriend, you know, her dying later, uh, has also spoken about it. He did an interview and even mentioned Vince McMahon trying to help them out. Like, it's crazy stuff. I don't want to keep rambling. Just make sure you tune back in. We'll be right back, peeps. All right, peeps, welcome back. Let's get back to the money in the bank predictions and thoughts for tomorrow's pay-per-view. We also have the SmackDown Tag Team Championship belts up for grabs. We have the defending champs, The New Day, versus The Forgotten Sons, versus The Miz and Morrison, versus Lucha House Party. I'm going with The Miz and Morrison. They shouldn't have lost the belt so soon to begin with. Those guys are the best. They were the best when they were together years ago, and they still kick ass now. I think the New Day will have the W. Uh, excuse me. I think the WWE will have the New Day win, but it should be the Miz and Morrison. So I'm going with them. It would be amazing if the Forgotten Sons snuck a win in, but it's way too soon for that. So the Miz and Morrison. We also have the SmackDown Women's Championship match. We have Bailey versus Tamina. I'm going with Bailey. There's no way Tamina's taking her title. We have the Universal Championship. It's Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt. Now, the winner of my choice is The Fiend. If The Fiend fights, The Fiend's going to win the belt. If he just stays Bray pretty much the entire match, he's going to lose. So if he's Bray, Braun's going to win. If not, The Fiend's going to win. I don't see them taking a belt off of Braun so soon, but I don't see Braun beating The Fiend either. They can't keep building The Fiend up what he is and then having him fucking take these major losses. And also, on a side note, if you did not miss both of their promos together on SmackDown last night, if you did miss it, you have to go watch it. It was fucking riveting. We have the WWE Championship match. It's Drew McIntyre. 
versus Seth Rollins. I'm going with Drew. I would love to see Seth win because right now he is a heel. When he is a face and a champion, he sucks. He's fucking boring. His best world title runs are when he is a heel. But Drew shall retain and keep his belt. We have the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. It's Nia Jax versus Asuka versus Shayna Baszler versus Lacey Evans versus Carmella versus Dana Brooke. I'm going with the Dark Horse. Lacey Evans. They were probably given to Baszler for screwing her over at Mania, but she does not need this win to get a shot or win the title. Lacey has been a workhorse and she deserves the briefcase. By giving it to her, you can give her a couple months, you know what I mean, to build up her character, what have her, get a lot more people behind her, and boom, by WrestleMania next year, SummerSlam, something like that, she could be women's world champ. We also have the Men's Money in the Bank ladder match. It's A.J. Styles versus Aleister Black versus Rey Mysterio versus Daniel Bryan versus Otis versus King Corbin. I'm going with the Dark Horse again, Aleister Black. Nobody in this match needs that briefcase other than Aleister Black. I know it's going to be another waste of a big, you know, money in the bank. Back in the day, winning money in the bank, the Royal Rumble, or King in the Ring meant you were next in line to be a world champion some way, somehow. Now, the last couple of years, they'll literally just give those wins to people who do not fucking need that at all and don't need it to be in a title picture. It used to be used to reward people and for putting themselves over and putting the work in. Now it's just an unneeded handout. So I'm praying they give it to Aleister Black. Now back to Sami Zayn. Ringside News has learned that Sami Zayn will not be returning to WWE television anytime soon. He is still the IC champion, so that could cause an issue. It was said that Sami Zayn's status as WWE Intercontinental Champion is going to be addressed. But as of right now, the final decision is in Vince McMahon's hands. It's pretty clear backstage that the current IC champ won't be around for a while. Rusev took to his Instagram to announce his new video game channel on Twitch. He said, this is the deal. I got fired, right? Professional wrestling. Blah, blah. Who cares? The exciting news that's going on is, is we're starting a Twitch channel pretty soon because I want to show you how good I am at video games. Why not start a channel where people can see me play video games all day? Because that's pretty much all I do. And as I said on the YouTube channel, I can hear him. I'm busy pretty much all day. I'm a single father of a 17-year-old girl, work seven days a week when this pandemic isn't going on. But at nighttime, when I get a little, little, little bit of downtime, I play my video games. I love it. All right, we're going to come back real quick. We got Shayna Baszler saying that she's the one who got Ronda Rousey in the wrestling. Uh, the cop who was actually there the, before Jimmy Superfly Snooker killed his ex-girlfriend, the, you know, the episode of Dark Side of the Ring, he gives his statement on it and even says Vince McMahon might have been involved. Plus, we got other stories, too. Mike Tyson's return, what have you. So make sure you stick around, Pete. We got a great show, as always. All right, Pete's, we're back. Remember to show us love on all major podcasting platforms, also on Facebook and YouTube under the AEW Insider, and on Twitter under the AEW Insider 1 as in number one. Let's get back to the show. Roman Reigns talked to TMZ about him not being on WWTV and what he's been up to. 
The big dog said, just talking to my doctors and stuff. I'm actually fine, and my immune system is good. The drugs that I take in order to fight leukemia, they don't attack your immune system. But we just had two newborn twins, twin boys. They're eight weeks old, so I had to make a decision for them. My children are going to be the ones to represent my name and carry our name forward. So I had to make the right choice for my kids to protect them because they're being because they are so young. I want to be out there. I want to get back to work. I want to get back to normal. But I just feel I have an obligation not only to my family and myself, but also to my community. Shayna Baszler says that she got Ronda Rousey into wrestling. She said, when the four of us lived together, the four horsewomen, Marina, Jasmine, me, Rhonda, we were all living in the house. And I'm the one who got them all into wrestling because I was a big wrestling fan. Every Monday, and I think that time it was Thursday, I had the TV. That was my time. I arranged my training so that I could be home to watch wrestling and I would just have it on. And by proxy, they all got sucked into the stories or whatever, just because it happened and beyond, and they got caught up in it. I don't want to take credit and say, I'm the reason Ronda started wrestling. It's nothing like that. But I'm the reason Ronda started watching and started wrestling. A new report has been released by Mel Magazine, revealing that according to a police report filed against Jimmy Superfly Snuka for assaulting Nancy Argentino in 1983, we know she died a short time later, you know, a different incident from injuries from him beating on her. The report reads, I moved to the other side of the doorway and saw a woman on the bed against the north wall of the room. She was lying down crying and huddled in a fetal position. At this point, Snuka attempted to close the door, but I started to talk to him about letting us in or letting her out. At that point, he opened the door further and I walked towards the rear of the room. And the female got she got wrapped up in a bed sheet. She moved away as he as he strode toward her. At this point, he began to yell and said, "If you want to leave, go ahead." So I told her to come on out, and she ran past him. As she did, I moved in front of the doorway, and he ran towards me and struck me in the chest area with his left forearm and pushed me against the wall. Recovering from that, I observed that the male had grabbed the female by her hair and was dragging her face along the wall. So I was able to get one handcuffed over the hand that he had her by the hair with. Uh, after several seconds of struggling with him, he released his grasp on the female. The cops say Snooka and a man with a hat and a briefcase came and got him out of jail. Uh, what you call Snooka isn't very clear on exactly what happened or who it was. Listen to this. He wrote this in his memoirs a couple years back. Shortly after Nancy's death, I was questioned by police and then let go. At one point, I went with Vince McMahon Jr. to either court or a law office. I don't remember which one because I was in, in such shock. All I remember is he had a briefcase with him. I don't know what happened. I didn't think Finch Jr. picked me up from the hotel and took me there. He didn't say anything to me. I don't know if he gave Nancy's family money or anything. That's real, real fucked up shit, man. If you didn't watch that episode of Dark Side of the Ring or any episodes this season, you're crazy. Because this explains it all. And do your research if you don't know. I live in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Allentown's about an hour and a couple minutes away from me. And that's where all this shit happened. It's crazy. New Japan Pro Wrestling. Okada from New Japan donated 5 million yen 
to the coronavirus relief fund. If you ask me, that's fucking awesome. All right, on to random wrestling slash sporting news. I don't just want to say wrestling because sometimes like this first story, it's news from different things, but it's interesting. Now, as I've reported, Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield are training for boxing comebacks, while offers are already pouring in for Iron Mike. BKFC's president, David Feldman, has offered Tyson $20 million and given him the option to select any fighter off the roster to be his opponent. He said, while we did make a guaranteed offer of $20 million for Mike the Fight for BKFC, we're open to many different options as to how we can work together. Obviously, the excitement of seeing Mike's video showing himself in training and a desire to participate in exhibitions inspired us to reach out and make him an offer. That's fucking awesome, man. If they actually can get that off the ground and get him a half-decent opponent, that match literally could take in more money than a Mayweather-Conor-O'Gregor match. Like, mark my words. Uh, And finally, comedian Tom Segura is in hot water. On his podcast, he called pro wrestlers, indie wrestlers, pro wrestlers in general, a bunch of retards. Well, wrestlers seen it, and they are not happy, and they're letting them all know through social media. I like Segura as a comedian, but you fucked up, Segura. Good luck with all that. Check out all the beef online, peeps. All right, and my match of the week. Like I always say, I'd bring you a match of the week every week. It's not like there's not enough matches out there to actually pick one. I just literally forget. But if you go on our Facebook under AEW Insider, on Twitter under the AEW Insider 1, you could see that I did pick a Ring of Honor triple threat match. It can it has Tyler Black, a.k.a. Seth Rollins, versus Brian Daniels, a.k.a. Daniel Bryant, versus Kenny Omega. So you got Seth Rollins, Daniel Bryant, and Kenny Omega in a Ring of Honor three-way. It's fucking epic. Check it out on our social media. All right, peeps, remember, if you want to win a Series 1 Chris Jericho action figure, you have to go to our YouTube. It's under the AEW Insider. You have to be subscribed, so make sure you hit that if you haven't. Besides subscribing, you have to pick any video. Just like, share, and comment. Like, share, and comment on any video and sub sub to us, and boom, you're in the running. The figure does ship in August. I'll send it right to your house. Remember to show us some love on all major podcasting platforms, also on Facebook and YouTube under the AEW Insider, and on Twitter under the AEW Insider 1 as the number one. Uh, As always, I'm your host, Lee Benz, and we'll see you guys soon. Ciao. Oh, you know, man, oh, you know, man, oh, you know, man.